welcome back. Uh, we are just about ready to conclude the day. A couple more interviews left here on for Mining Stock Daily here in Frankfurt in the Deutsche Golden Mess. We're sitting here with one of the OGs of Mining Stock Daily, proud supporter of the podcast from Western Copper and Gold, Mr. Paul West Sells. Paul, Dankeschön. <laughs> Dankeschön. <laughs> <laughs> Your German is impressive. Oh, it's... it's so bad. It's you know, it's funny. I was in like I was in down in Colombia and Chile the other week, and I just remember just how bad my Spanish is. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. My Spanish is. I mean, when I actually going way back when I, I worked for Placer Dome, one of the projects I worked on was our Zaldivar. It was a copper project, a Zaldivar copper project, and I remember they they sent me, the company sent me for like this intensive Spanish lessons, and yeah. I was like, still. My Spanish is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I well, can barely. And the thing is, is you learn this conversational Spanish and then you go into like a mine and they use all these technical <laughs> words and you're like, I don't know. What you're about. <laughs> well, then when you stop using it, you know, yeah, then, yeah, then exactly. it's, then you forget how, you forget how to use it when, when it comes time. Yeah. Um, hey, let's, let's kind of pick up a conversation here regarding the casino project. Sure. Uh, last time you and I talked was shortly after Mitsubishi comes in. $21.3 million strategic investment. Uh, it's Canadian dollars. Uh, since that time, uh, Rio Tinto was able to kind of re-up and keep their uh, position with another $2.3 million subscription from Rio Tinto. Um, so all things heading in positive direction. Give me a sense of, you know, good amount of cash in the bank right now. Yes. And I assume you are getting pretty dang close to getting on the ground. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, obviously with this investment from Rio and Mitsubishi, plus where we started this year, we essentially started this year with $46 million, including all of that, that mm -hmm. initial, our additional investment, um, which is good because this is actually, this is a pretty heavy lifting year. Um, our big push this year is really to get the project well, it, it prepare the ESE statement, which is the environmental and socioeconomic statement, which is essentially your your application that goes in, your project description that goes into YESA. So this is you know your application. It's it's you know binders of paper that's measured in yeah. feet, meters, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> table lengths. I mean, it's a lot of work. Um, and so when we look at our budget for 2023. About $10 million of it is going to that. Wow. Uh, so it's a pretty significant lift. Um, and then we also have some geotech work, which is about $5 million uh, as well, which needs to be done also. It, it's geotechnical work, um, but it's also important for the regulatory uh, submission. And then, you know, we've got GNA, some engineering, a few other things, um, and that rounds up. And so we'll be close to 20. I think we'll be below 20, but we're going to be close to 20 this year. Um, this is a heavy lifting year. Subsequent, like the next year, the years after that, we should be more in the sort of five or six million dollar range um, mm -hmm. because the application's in, you, you know, you're still, you know, back and forth answering questions with the regulator, participating in that, but it's not this sort of really heavy lifting putting together the application yeah so uh, about half of the money in the bank now is, will be spent this year on those heavy lifting items uh, but it sounds like you know after 2023 it, it, 
if you had to continue to do some work, you're, you're well financed. You've got years of runway here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we're very happy with the Mitsubishi investment. Sure. It, it was, you know, we're very happy to have them in as a strategic investor, but it's also very nice to have $21 million yeah. <laughs> because we sort of, sort of <laughs> needed it. We would have been, we wouldn't be doing this, uh, what we're doing this year if we didn't have that influx of cash. And, as I'm sure others have said, um, this is—it's still—it's a pretty challenging market out there to, to right. raise raise equity. I mean, we didn't. I mean, I'm I'm going by what I see, not by my experience, because we—that wasn't. I mean, we've been talking to Mitsubishi since November of last year, so we knew that this was going to come. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, certainly my understanding is it's pretty challenging to raise money. Um, stepping outside, uh, you know, the dollar signs and. The strategic investments from two very reputable companies, obviously, there has been a story that I think has been a little bit, uh, you know, under the cover here regarding uh, not only a casino, but the it, first and, you know, selfishly, but also the entire territory of Yukon. And there is more developments regarding a power, getting a power grid from BC, which is hydropower i assume and building that infrastructure and connecting it with yukon yeah can you summarize this up for us like what what should what do we need to be what do we need to know and how does that benefit projects like casino up in yukon yeah no this this has been this has been a huge development that you know to be honest as a, a ceo of western i'm a little frustrated because i want to press release it but there's not really anything to press release even though yeah. there's lots going on um, but it's all sort of going on behind the scenes and it's based on conversations that we have. I mean, there's certainly statements that are being made and, you know, it, it all actually kicked off a little bit, very, very modern era. It kicked off with a tweet and it was <laughs> a, uh, a tweet, uh, and we have this in our corporate presentation now, uh, a tweet from the minister of energy mines resources, uh, John Stryker, and, and I'll just read it here. And it sort of says with the Yukon growing so fast. Premier asked me to start conversation on the BC Yukon Territory Grid Connect and build on Yukon 10 year renewable plan. And so it started off with a tweet, but you know, I've of course been able to have conversations with the government and you know, understand that a lot is going on. And so the idea here is that the Yukon and there's so the concept here is that the Yukon grid, which is an isolated grid, gets to within 760 kilometers of the British Columbia grid. Now the BC grid, as you said, is, is you know, I believe it's 100% hydropower. They're actually just in the process right now of building a very large hydroelectric dam called Site C, mm. uh, which will add another thousand megawatts of power. And the, um, so the idea is to connect the grids. This is a big project. You know, this is a couple billion dollars likely. This is a government initiative, and it's, but it's a little bit about building, you know, nation building, really. And mm -hmm. so there's, there's a number of justifications for the grid interconnect. And really, it starts, it starts with the existing grid in the Yukon. The existing grid in the Yukon is completely running out of energy. There is, in Whitehorse, there are 17 diesel generators, and they actually just announced last week that they're buying five more rental diesel generators because the Yukon's growing, they're running out of energy. Yeah. There's no really good big projects to add on. 
They don't want to add on, you know, car- well, they don't want to permanently add on uh, carbon-based power. So they just keep renting these diesel generators. I mean, 22 of them. It's it's sort of funny when you drive on sorry, Whitehorse, you see all these rental diesel generators. Yeah. So that's point one. Point two is that there's a fairly large mining project going forward that's going to need a fair bit of energy called our casino copper gold mine. Yeah. So that's a big load. Okay. So we will actually, our mine needs 130 megawatts of power. So it represents a pretty big, nice addition. I mean, really without our mine going forward, there isn't really a good enough justification to connect these grids. So there's that going forward as well. The the other thing that it is is greening up the energy in the Yukon. I mean, so the Yukon has a little bit of hydro. It's got all these rental diesel generators. It's got an LNG-fired power plant. It's also got more permanent diesel generators. Again, the only way that they get off is, is through this grid connect. And interestingly, uh, lastly, and this is sort of an, an interesting one, and, and again, this is just conversations that I've been having, it, it goes a little bit to Northern sovereignty. I mean, yeah. we need, I mean, what was announced at the federal government level in the budget is the federal government announced money in their budget for green power from coast to coast to coast. Now you hear this, this is a term you hear in Canada, the coast to coast to coast. What that means is from, you know, the west coast of Pacific, the east coast of the Atlantic, and to the north. To the north and the Arctic Ocean, yeah. our third coast. And so the idea is, what can we do to begin to get green power to northern communities? This is an excellent way to do it, is to, you know, all everything's lining up to drive this, this forward. And so, excited about that, because this is an absolute game changer for our project. Well, is, so give me, it would be a game changer, and we can talk a little bit about the micro instances of why that is, but. Is this, give me a sense if this is just, is it preliminary talks? Is there substantial enough going forward? Is this going to happen? I mean, I, I just can't, I, so if you can only, what do you take away from a tweet? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've done that for too many years, watching too many tweets. But I mean, yeah. how, you know, how is, is there movement here? Is it happening? Yeah, I mean, and, and and this is why I said, like, I wish I had something to press release, and, and but eventually this is so important, I, I put it in the corporate presentation. Oh, of course. Um, because it's just, like, you know, a few little statements in the tweet and, and the concept that's been out there for, for a few years. But, I mean, where this is headed, I mean, the first thing to do is to do the engineering study. I think that we're headed towards an announcement of that happening. Okay. Um I don't know when it is going to happen, but you know, last time I talked to the Yukon government, they were looking to bring in a project manager. Mm-hmm. I actually talked to that project manager. He's a person I know. Just in case he doesn't get the job, I'm not going to say who it is, but um, you know, bringing that person online, beginning to kick things off, finding yeah, budget, yeah. and then making an announcement that they're starting that work. So I think that that's going to be the next step. But yeah, I mean, really, it's just conversations I've had with Yukon government. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I just had my Sheena, our VP of environment just text or just, yeah, texted me yet yesterday. It's a big news item in the Yukon news, um, mm. um, in terms of the grid interconnection, lots of buzz up in the Yukon about this. Um, so, I mean, it's moving, I mean, whether or not 
I mean, it's 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 going to move at the pace of government, which of course is uh, <laughs> probably this, not fast enough. So I don't know if, if it will be in place for our casino project on day one, but it'll be you know keep in mind that you know our casino project, the feasibility study looked at a 1.2 billion ton reserve, that is one third of the overall resource. So mm-hmm. we have over 75 years of ore identified in this deposit. Eventually, we're going to need to have grid power. Might yeah. not, we you know, will likely start on LNG, but it really just future-proofs the project to have this grid connect, connection there. Yeah, and it, it, I guess my follow-up question is, you know, when do you proceed in adjusting the economics of casino? You can't do it now based off a tweet, obviously. Yeah. Like, would you? Would it be? You'd have to. You have to. Act, you'd have to actually see this before you even make those adjustments. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those. I mean, it's it's interesting because you know everyone's like, well, you know, what, what do you think the cost of power is going to be? And I'm sort of like, I don't know because at the end of the day, it depends on how much, how big of a check is are the governments willing to write for this? If yeah. they're willing to write the entire check, then it could be very very cheap power. Like within British Columbia, I believe that the industrial power rate is four and a half cents. Wow. Now, you know, there's interconnection and transmission charges and, you know, it's a complicated thing. I doubt it would be four and a half cents, but, you know, you, you can imagine that it could be a slight premium to that. If they're looking to get some of the cap- capital back from us with a long-term power purchase contract, it could go up from there. So we'll see. But... What I, as I said, it just future proofs casino, it greens casino. So now, not only are we producing, you know, copper and gold for, uh, you know, very economic prices, it's now squeaky clean. Yeah. This is green copper, um, green copper from Canada, critical minerals, largest critical minerals project in Canada. Looks really good. Yeah. All right. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I learned a lot. I hope everybody else listening learned a lot. Paul, thanks so much for that. Uh, we'll be touching base here as we continue to progress. Uh, assuming you're going to get onto the onto casino here pretty soon, uh, if not already. Have you been up there yet? Is the, is the team up there? Is the team up there? There, there is part of the team up there. Um, uh, the water sampling crew is up there. Okay. <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> um, actually, critical critical part. But um, yeah, very close. Um, the uh, it's it's really warming up. I think the airstrip is almost so. Really, what we wait for is the airstrip to switch from being uh, a runway of mud to a runway right. that you can actually land on. Right. Um, and we're days or away from that. I think happening. Cool. Very good. Well, good luck. Stay safe up there. All right. We'll do. All right. That's Paul West Sells from Western Copper and Gold. They trade on the NYSE American and the TSX with the symbol WRN. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.